Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for another restful live stream of true, scary stories to help you fall asleep. Today, we've got some really good friends of ours on. We've got, as you know and as you love, the tremendous Phoenix Fire. Phoenix, how are you doing today, buddy? Wonderful. How are you all? Doing excellent. We also have with us today someone who you may have heard on a recent video of mine. You may have heard him on Being Scared's YouTube channel. You may have heard him on Let's Read's YouTube channel. Heck, you may have heard him on his own YouTube channel. And if you haven't, make sure you go subscribe. We've got with us Booze and Booze. How's it going, Booze? Really good. And uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to have you here. Um, we also have with us the beautiful, the wonderful, the lovely love of my life, Mrs. Inner Scare Wifey back there, ruffling papers. I apologize. <laughs> Glad to be here. How you doing, Wifey? Very good, thank you. All righty. I had to turn the rain on because I haven't done that yet. Turn it down to where it's not so stinking loud. There we go. All righty, now we got our rain going. Maybe. It doesn't look like it is going. All righty, I got to fix some it's blurry. audio difficulties here. Yeah. Uh, can one of our guests speak, Phoenix or Booze, to make sure that I can still get your sound? Okay, yeah, I'm still, I'm not getting you. So, looks like we're going without rain tonight, y'all. I do apologize. I've got to fix that. It's something to do with my interface here uh, because I've got, got it going through the chat. So, we're going to switch it over to where we can hear our guests, and I'll just turn off the rain. All right, I do apologize for that. Rain is off. All righty. Technical difficulties. Love the, uh, love, love doing it live, right? How's everyone doing tonight? How is YouTube J doing? BX Rose, Phoenix Fire, LJ, Samantha, Gurgula, uh, Inner Scare Wifey, Jojo Beans, and Kimberly Shepard. Thank you all so much for joining us. I appreciate y'all being here today. Um, as always, if you have questions for us, make sure that you put them in chat. Also, if you have specific types of stories that you want us to read, make sure that you put them in chat. And YouTube J, thank you so much for that 99 cent um, super chat donation. I do appreciate that. Inner Scare Wifey. Also, thank you, LJ, for becoming a member. We really appreciate you being come, uh, becoming part of the family. Yes, thank you so much, LJ. We do appreciate that. Also, I have one more announcement before we get into the meat and potatoes of the stream. I do apologize, everyone. Uh, we do have a podcast now. So let me copy the link to this make sure that you go check out the podcast it's called enter scares spook school you can listen on amazon music apple podcasts Castbox, iHeartRadio, pocket casts spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts uh, i do want to play a very short excerpt from our podcast just so y'all can kind of see what it's about um, so i'm going to go ahead and play that real quick and let y'all hear it. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. YouTube J, thank you so much for that $1.99 donation. Um, what I'll do is I'll try to fix it while we're playing this podcast so here. For donating. I do appreciate that donation, and I will try to fix it during this podcast here, so we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, and welcome to the Interscare Podcast, where we talk horror with those who create it on a daily basis. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we are going to be doing on this podcast, because today we're just going to be introducing ourselves, myself and Interscare Wifey. I am Interscare. And I'm Interscare Wifey. And we are your hosts for today's show. I hope you enjoy it. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Interscare Wifey. Well, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. So, um, we've been thinking about doing this for a long time. Yes, we have. I am stoked to finally be here behind the microphone and actually recording our first episode for Inner Scare Spook School. It's definitely something that I didn't think was going to happen anytime soon, but it's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I thought that it was never going to happen, to be honest. I mean, we've been talking about this for over six months now, even before I started the Inner Scare Sleep YouTube channel and All right. So that was a very small expert excerpt of our podcast. I put a link there, anchor.fm slash interscare. If you go to that link, it will actually um, take you to where you can click and listen on whatever platform you choose to listen to. Um, one of our guests, do you all want to speak again to see if I fixed the sound audio issues? Okay, not yet. Okay. I'm trying to fix that right now because they really want the, their... They're begging for the rain sounds, so I'm going to try to get those rain sounds working here um, with the with you guys talking. So we are going to work on this here. There we go. Now can you talk? One more time. Can you guys hear the guests? Tell me in chat if you can hear the guests. Phoenix Fire talking. Can you hear me? Nope. They cannot. No. No. Okay. So let me let me let me see now if I fixed it this way. If I go to chat. Okay. Now they can't hear the rain. <laughs> it's this roadcaster, man. It's this new toy that I got. There's there's some bugs in it that I, that need to be worked on. Complaining on the toy. I told you it was ready to pack up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just about is going home on us, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, now I've got everything coming out everywhere, but it's still not working. So yeah, unfortunately, we are going to have to go without the rain. I do apologize, everyone. I promise I will get that fixed for the... Actually, let's see if I can do it this way. If I come into settings here... Can one of y'all talk and see if I can hear you? Uh, testing again. One, two, three. Okay, so now I can hear you. 
So now we chat, will. Can chat hear us? I'm pretty sure chat can, because whenever you guys talk, it's just coming out my mic instead of my desktop audio, which is fine with me as long as it's working. All right. Okay. All right, chat saying yes. We're good to go. Okay, so now I'm turning on the rain sound. Switch this over to main. And we should be we should be good. Okay. Our Sweet. first request is for a paranormal story. Alrighty. So I'll go ahead and get it started off by reading our first story here. Let me get a good paranormal story pulled up for us. Actually, what we'll do is I'm going to so one of the next the next video that I'm working on, not the next one releasing, the one releasing Monday is going to be a different video, but the one releasing next Wednesday is going to be Ouija board stories. I'm going to read a Ouija board story here, and I'm not going to lie. The stories that I've been reading for that video are actually, they actually have been giving me anxiety while reading them. So buckle up because these Ouija board stories can be very freaky. I just got to find one that's not too overly long here. Here we go. My friend used a Ouija board and doesn't know what to do now. I'm posting on behalf of my friend who decided to use a Ouija board. On January 21st of 2021, I decided to play a Ouija board while in a call with some of my friends. And when I asked if anyone was there, the board didn't respond. So I asked a few more times, and when nothing happened, I decided to end the game by saying goodbye on the board and shut it in my spare room. A couple of nights went by, and I suddenly start hearing footsteps in my living room. I live alone except for my two dogs who were, on the bo- who were both in bed with me. After that, one of my dogs, who normally doesn't growl, started to growl at every nook and cranny in my house. And whenever he would, I would start to feel lightheaded and as if something was inches away from my face. Recently, I have awoken to scratches all over my body and the feeling of something heavy sitting on my chest. Today, I came face to face with a shadow person, in broad daylight, I might add, and it felt like it. And it felt like it and some other unknown entity were holding onto my lungs and playing tug of war with them. Now as I make this post on behalf of my friend, he tells me this. I can barely feel my head right now. It feels like someone is screaming in my skull. Any advice on how to get rid of the Ouija board would be great. I have advised him to not throw away the board, let alone burn it. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Edit to add. I would also like to add that after my friend who has already commented u slash dovakin9908 a friend of mine was affected by the session as well he has been getting strange dreams after the Ouija session and has been seeing things here and there alrighty do you have any questions yet inner wifey nah, no questions from chat yet um, I have some questions okay you want to ask one absolutely um I would like to know, and this is for Booze, 
Um, what's the inspo for your channel? Who do you look up to as a narrator or how did you get started with this uh, channel? Uh, there is definitely quite a few um, narrators within the YouTube community that I definitely look up to. Um, I think I've, I'm being scared, let's read Mr. Nightmare, like all the big names and stuff like that. And I've been listening to scary stories. I've been turned on to scary stories. I actually first started listening to them through like creepy pastas and like the no sleep podcasts and stuff like that. And then those got kind of stale for me after a while. And then I found out that there was a whole nother genre of just like true scary stories and alleged scary stories and narrators doing that. And that's how I got turned on to let's read and being scared and Mr. Nightmare and all of them. And then I've been told by quite a few people in my circle, like family, friends, like, dude, you got a good voice. Like you should use it to do something. And then I was like, yeah, maybe one day I'll do what they do, you know, start a YouTube channel and uh, narrate scary stories. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I'm done talking about it. Let's just do it. And uh, about a little over a year later, here we are. Awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. And you've actually been featured on quite a few large channels as well, right? Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate and very lucky that I was featured on like being scared let's read and a couple others as well um but i don't like again don't know how i got that lucky i was just kind of shamelessly well i guess not shamelessly but sliding in a bunch of narrators dms when i first started because i was told by a few people like hey the only way you're going to grow quickly or get seen quickly quickly is to collaborate so you know, start asking around, and that's that's kind of what I did, which most of the people I got left on red, but uh, again, I got featured on Being Scared and Let's Read, which was a dream come true. I was on cloud nine when I remember one day I was sitting in my mail truck, and I got, I had a, a notification on Twitter, and I look, and Joel from Let's Read had just DM'd me on Twitter, and it was like literally like a celebrity type of moment, you know, I was just like, what is going on right now? I'm literally having a conversation with Joel from Let's Read, and then one, the night I got featured on it, like, I again, I was on cloud nine. That is amazing. That's impressive. Also, yeah. I apologize to everyone who's watching right now. I know that it, that sounded kind of echoey. I promise it's not on Booze and Booze's end. It was on my end, um, so I turned one of my audio sources down. Hopefully that helped fix it. Um, let me see if I can fix that as well here. Um because it looks like it was coming out. Uh, now that's frozen. <laughs> oh well. Let's yeah. just let's just mute the desktop audio, and we'll just keep it on the on this because I think that rain's coming out of this one too. So I do apologize, everybody. Hopefully it's fixed now. Should be good. Um, but anyways, dude, that is awesome. Like being able to talk to Joel from Let's Read and talk to um, being scared and all those guys. It's, it's that that's amazing. Like that's that yeah, that would be a dream sure. come true for me. So for sure. How did you get to know him? Um, I first heard him on a uh, collab with Dane Petrali, and I thought his voice was phenomenal. That's actually where I first heard of Booze and Booze too, and I didn't even realize it. Oh. So I was listening to Being Scared, and I had heard it before, um, and I didn't even realize it. 
But then I was on Twitter and saw some random guy say that he was going to try this full time and he wanted to start making thumbnails for people. And I was like, damn, he's good at thumbnails. He so is. I messaged him. So now all the thumbnails on this channel <laughs> are. are made by Booze and Booze. He and makes all are. mine as well. They're very, very good. So, yeah, make sure that you go subscribe to Booze and Booze for sure. He's got a great voice, um, great storyteller, um, everything. Uh, would you like to read a story for everyone? Sure, sure. All righty. And without further ado, everyone, Booze and Booze. On June 3rd, 2016, I had a social media event. I was an Instagram influencer, and the event was a golf tournament. I posted on social to ask some followers to come. So when he showed up, it didn't surprise me. Sure, the tickets were $250, but for some reason, that really didn't click with me. It was a drinking event as well and he showed up at least a little bit tipsy, but having a good time. He was also an Instagram model who I knew online. He asked me on a date for after the tournament. I was a single mom, and because of the event, my parents were watching the kid until the next day. So I said, sure. We went off on this date, went to a bar and grabbed some food. The man was handsome, but really charming as well. We had a beer, and then in his car, he offered me some weed. I rarely smoked, but decided what the heck. We hotboxed and then went off to another bar. He was friendly with everyone and made me laugh quite a few times. Then off we went to the liquor store for more alcohol, and then finally back to his house. I was drunk and high, so it was easy to sleep with me. He had a bunk bed, and I remember him being on top and being very selfish and aggressive, and me being scared. I didn't stop him out of fear. He had driven, and my car was still at the golf tournament location. We were far too far. We were far too far for me to afford an Uber back to my car. The next morning, I went to the restroom, and afterward, I noticed a long pipe coming from the toilet after I flushed. He came out upset because it was to water the weed and his roommate were growing. I didn't know as I was too drunk and high still for it to click. I apologized and got even more scared. We came downstairs and I looked at the wall and the decor for the first time. He used knives and weapons were all over the walls for, de for decorations. I waited, him, I waited for him to have breakfast and drive me back to my car trying to not to show how panicked I was. In the car, I knew I needed an excuse that wouldn't hurt his feelings. So I told him I had a blast and I was bummed because I really like him. But my child's father passed away when he was one and I can't have CPS take him away because I'm around someone growing weed. I told him I didn't care about the weed but didn't want him to change, so it was a bummer. I let him make out with me one last time as he dropped me off shaking as I drove off because of the, the vibes he was giving. The very next day after he dropped me off, he met a girl that was 10 years our junior, an 18-year-old mini-me that he dated for three weeks. She, jumped in, she dumped him, and he stalked her like crazy, so much so that he was arrested a few times. In September of the same year, he got out of jail for the last time, 
and headed to a bar. Meets a girl there, takes her home, and he ended up murdering her, chopping up her body, cutting her heart out, and setting it on fire. He's currently serving life for this crime, and I still get flashbacks to this day. Alrighty, everybody, that was Booze and Booze. Make sure you go check out his channel. Inner Scare Wifey has dropped it in chat. And uh, make sure you go check out his channel. Give him a subscription. Go subscribe to his channel. Listen to his narrations. He's got some, sh he's got some great stories over there. I know that I'm hooked and I've been binging his channel lately myself. Um, we also have on with us today Phoenix Fire. Phoenix, we're going to ask you the same question as well. What was your inspiration? Do you have any other YouTubers that you look up to? And uh, what made you get started reading stories? My biggest inspiration is the Sandman. Absolutely love his calm demeanor. I can actually fall asleep to him. I do love Raven Reads. And there is a Papa Scare. Absolutely love Papa Scare just because I'm a horror fanatic. And what got me started in this is I have had a passion for horror since I was in diapers, believe it or not. <laughs> now that I'm old enough with this big, grisly, boomy voice, um, I can put it to good use telling horror stories to others. Alrighty. And would you like to read a story for everyone next? I sure will. Are we still sticking with the Ouija board theme, paranormal, backwoods? Whatever you want to we... read. I know that I read a Ouija board story because we had people asking for um, paranormal, but um, I read that one, so you can read whatever you want to read. I haven't seen any other requests. No. Backwoods, backwoods. There we go. We got a oh, request we, for we, got a, we did get a request for backwoods. All right, I will go with backwoods for 200, Alex. Here we go. This one's entitled A Strange Feeling in Night in the Forest with Aftermath and a Graphic Dream. <clears throat> so, the story begins like this. A friend and I were over a week ago. On the 29th of December, 2022, to be exact. Out in town and later that night, we drove up to the forest. After a mile up the hill and away from my house, it was around 9 p.m. when we arrived up there. A very strange night, to be honest. The moon was visible behind the clouds, and everything was really dark. We pretty much were standing for around 10 minutes ne next to my car, excuse me, in the darkness, looking into the forest, having a smoke break. Then, the forest got more quiet after a guy with a dog came by. Nothing unusual. Well, till it got more quiet. I then spotted some weird lights in the forest, probably half a mile up to a mile in inside, between the trees. It looked like candlelight. By the way, we didn't have any snow by then for about a week or two. I told my friend and pointed over to the lights. They just shrugged it off and told me, that is what that is, clearly. It could be a house in the distance, but it wasn't. I knew that for a fact. There was no house. Just one further up the road, not over there in that forest. I knew that forest well, after all. We were looking and watching for a bit, 
until a weird feeling hit us, like we were watched by something. Hearing some leaves rattle and some branches cracking a bit. Elsewise, those lights looked like they were coming closer, I swear. I might have heard some voice from where those lights were as well, but I'm not sure. After finishing the smoke break, we got back into the car, since it felt way too eerie. I even stared over and just said, No worries. We're just visiting and come in peace. I know you are out there. My friend just glared at me like I was a madman, knowing that at least one Wendigo and some other beings roamed around in that forest. I told him the stories, by the way. Well, nothing eventful afterwards until... Until I went to bed that following night. I had a strange dream, very lucid. I could say astral again for what it's worth. In the dream, I was going close to the forest, looking down where the swamp was. It was a bright afternoon, middle of the winter. Snow was almost covering everything. It looked similar like these other dreams, in which a wendigo, which I know quite well, now visited me. Speaking of, there was one. Not the one I knew, this one. This one was different, looking like a bare skeleton with a gull. A big skull which looked strange, having antlers and a half-skeleton and rotten-like corpse as a body. I stared at it. It looked at me and howled at me. The sound was deafening, and I only heard a... You know the sound after something loud like an explosion? It was like this, with white noise and static in my vision. A moment later, I was awake, looking around, saying only, What the F was this? I then turned around and went to sleep again. I fell asleep and I woke up in the same dream, just down there, facing this wendigo. I was mad, just mad as hell for letting out this screech or howl. The next thing I remember is me bolting towards it, bearing some ungodly wrath, ramming my fist into its ribcage and tearing out its heart. Moments later, I saw him fall apart, letting out a screech, holding his bloody, ice-cold heart in my hand. The following part was more or less fuzzy, not sure. Did I or didn't I? I ate his heart. I later woke up and that was pretty much it the end alrighty that was Phoenix Fire everybody guys make sure that you go check out his sleep channel youtube.com slash at symbol back to ashes underscore YT I put the link in chat please go check out his channel please give him a subscription he is 300 and he's at 619 so he's, he's like 300 and some subs away from being able to get his channel monetized. And he deserves it. He's and he 100% phenomenal. deserves it. He's a great narrator. One of my favorite on YouTube. I fall asleep to his videos every night. Make sure that you go give him a subscription. It would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to him, I'm sure. And um, we would really much, we would really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Inner Scare Wifey. We have a request for a Mothman story. Alrighty, I will find one of those okay. while you read the story that you want to read. This is a submission from somebody who wants to be anonymous. 
Alrighty, everyone. Without further ado, inner scare wifey. Haunting of the Little Hands. I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on her street had strange things going on, too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy. The father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with the veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and father headed to the basement to see the animals. Sorry. And my mother went to play the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush against her ankles. She thought that a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing and she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her leg tight. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell my mother was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what, she had, what had happened and he turned white. He told her the daughter who died used to play a game with her. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down the pedals. Is that the end? Yes. Alrighty. So that I'm, was a submission. I'm still looking for a Mothman story. Um, it's it's kind of hard to find an actual story from someone who's seen Mothman. I'm seeing a lot of um, posts of different pictures and things of stuff. I'm not able to find a story at the moment. Um, oh, wait. Here we go. As I was saying that, I just found one. So I'll read this Mothman story. Um, and then I saw a request for skinwalker stories or ghost stories. Booze, if you want to get a skinwalker or a ghost story for next. And then yep. Phoenix. This oh, one's yes. right up your alley. Someone asked for a creepypasta. Ooh. A creepypasta. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> BX Rose, I will, uh, I'm turning the ghost stories over to Booze. All righty. So I'll do, I'll do a Mothman story. Then we'll send it to Booze for ghost stories, and then we'll send yep. it to Phoenix for a creepypasta. So here we go. Great. So something happened three nights with my dad. I woke up around four a.m. to a call from my dad. It didn't sound like him, so I asked, "Who is this?" It was an officer. I'm not allowed to say, but he asked me, what was your name? I said my name, and he said, okay, right person. He asked me about a sighting that I've seen recently. I said, I've seen the Mothman, as you read before in my previous post. And all of a sudden, I got dizzy and fell down. All I heard was a, hello, are you there? And my eyes shut. I woke up and it was staring at me straight into my eyes, though something felt wrong and it had wings, about three feet tall and six feet wide. I was terrified and ran the other way into the field. I ran and it eventually flew away. Suddenly I passed out again and woke back up. 
and it was nighttime. I called my dad back and stayed quiet from what happened. He picked me up and the officer answered. I asked him, where the hell is my dad? He said he's home safely. I ran inside and he said that he was going to work midnight shift. So I said, okay. I went up to go play my PlayStation when my dad walked in with completely different clothes on and said, let's go. I thought to myself, Skinwalker, this is written so poorly. I am so sorry, y'all. I denied it and said no. And he said, please. I said no. (laughs) I just caught a uh, comment down here. It says, the only mystery here is the disappearance of punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So I apologize, guys. Yeah, this story, I'm not even going to finish reading it on the channel because it's kind of, I don't want it that low quality here and something that I don't necessarily believe. All right, so here. Here's a better Mothman story. I do apologize. I just want to let them know that there's a whole creepypasta that's been approved by the writer channel. Okay. Thank you for that. Enter enter Scare Wifey. Will you drop that in chat, please? Yes. Thank you. Mothman? I'm not sure. I've never told this story other than to family and a handful of close friends. Late night, around 2 to 3 a.m., a friend of mine and I was driving back from Columbus City, Ohio to Amsterdam, Ohio. We were on the back roads close to Burgles, Ohio. The roads are twisting and hairpin turns most of the drive to Amsterdam. I don't think we passed a car at all that night on a particular road. I remember the moon was bright that night, and Rick and I was talking and listening to music on the radio. We were going around a very sharp turn, whereas you could see an old two-story farmhouse that had a large hole in the roof. No one lived there. It was very dark, as there is no streetlights on this road. It's basically farmland, no big cities around. I remember Rick had, these, had his bright lights on, and I saw this house as we approached the very sharp turn off to my left. The moon was high in the sky behind the farmhouse as we came around the bend. I was still looking at the abandoned house, as it was the only thing to look at at the time. As we cleared the sharp bend, I saw something fly up from the house, or from behind the house. It was large. It was more than large. Rick saw it as well. Rick almost came to a complete stop. I would say that he was going about three miles per hour at this point looking out the window, as was I. Rick owned a Granada. I'm not sure what year it was, but it was what I would call a mid-sized car. As I looked out the passenger side window and up, all I saw was the underside of its wing. I saw what looked like veins or bones, and as we looked from side to side of the car and out the front window and back in a matter of seconds we realized the one wing covered the complete car front, back, and sides. That explains why I saw the bones or veins in its wings so clearly. Although it was clearly close enough that if I could have stood up and out of that car window, I could have touched it. We both looked at each other and yelled, What the F was that? I looked back, and the only thing that I saw was it flying away in the darkness. As I yelled to Rick, Go! 
Go. Go. He was already hitting the gas pedal. I kept looking in the sky until we reached home. We knew no one would believe it. Some did, some didn't, and it was forgotten. Rick and I were happy that we knew the truth, and we were happy that we were together to see it, that we shared this experience. I'm almost 60 years old now, and this happened back in 1986. Rick and I lost contact with each other over the years, but I know to this day that Rick still remembers this night, and always will. I'm not sure what we saw that night. A mothman? A cryptid of some sort I don't know, and I probably never will. I never saw it again after that night. Some of these comments got me cracking up, though. Someone just said, <laughs> holy wall of text, Batman. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Inner Scare Wifey, do you have any more questions? For? Our guests. Which one? Both of them. Um, I know that we're going to be doing a podcast with both of them. We yes. did one already that's coming out on Monday for Phoenix Fire. Yes. Um, so. You. <laughs> Phoenix Fire. <laughs> um, I really, really want people to get to know all sides of him because I feel like he's very complex and very talented in many different areas. And if you drop that sub, you will not regret it. It's something that is medicinal and amazing. So, And that's for both of our guests. Yeah. 100%. Well, uh, does Booze do Sleep Channel? He, he does some videos um, that are longer for sleep, but I think yeah. most of his content is um, geared towards relaxation, correct? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's kind of difficult as I kind of, I don't know how you guys were if you just fell into that because initially I know when I first started I wasn't planning to be like I didn't realize that there was kind of an ASMR type of thing to this to narrating and reading stories until I got really into it and then I just kind of fell into it where people kept asking for like hey why don't you put rain behind the stories yeah. and mm -hmm. stuff like because I use these to relax so it just kind of happened I don't know if people really fall asleep to my um, narrations. I think it, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. It was more of like a relaxation type of thing, I guess. So, awesome, awesome. So, if you need something to help you relax after a long day of work, or if you need something to you know listen to on your way to work, on your way back from work, on your daily commute, whatever it may be, check out Booze and Booze. If you need something to help you fall asleep, listen. I know that I'm sending viewers away from my channel because I know that I'm your main sleep channel. But I promise you, if you go over to Phoenix Fire, if you go over to Back to Ashes, that's youtube.com slash at back to ashes underscore YT, I promise you, you might not listen to me as much because that guy is so good at what he does. And yep. Booze is amazing at what he does as well. Very talented. I listen to both of them every day. Every day. That's not a lie. <laughs> That's not a lie. I listen to both of their channels every day. So make sure you go check both of them out. Thank you. I, I can second that. I get screenshots that <laughs> Inner Scare is actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to give a huge shout out to Inner Scare Wifey because Inner Scare Wifey has started her own YouTube channel as well youtube.com slash at inner scare wifey let me go ahead and put that in chat as well 
Oops. YouTube.com slash at enter scare wifey. It's trying to actually get me to tag you instead of post your link. Oh. There we go. All right, I got your link posted. Make sure that you go to Inner Scare Wifey's channel and subscribe to her as well. <clears throat> she does 30 to 45 minute long videos now. I'm and increasing them slowly until yeah. I can get to about an hour. Yeah, she's slowly increasing her video length. Um, and she does rain sounds behind her videos as well. Great for relaxation, great for sleep. Also, um, I'm following what you, you want as viewers. So I do polls and I follow through. On the polls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so next is Let's Not Meet. That's going to come out tomorrow. That was viewer's choice. And we'll see what's next. But I'm having a great time doing it. Absolutely. Everyone that is on this stream puts rain sounds or fire sounds or something of that nature behind their videos. They are all excellent for relaxation, all excellent for sleep. Check out all of the channels. Check out Inner Scare Wifey. Booze and Booze, and Back to Ashes. You will not regret checking out any of those channels. But now, without further ado, we've got Mr. Booze and Booze with our next story. Alright, so I got... This story is titled, I Keep Waking Up at 3.33am. Hello, I'm not gonna lie. This is my first Reddit post, so I'm sorry if I get some of the lingo wrong. I'm a 21-year-old female, and I keep waking up at 3.33 a.m. I'm also seeing that this time consistently when I look at the clock before I get off work, which is 3.33 p.m. in this case, or even when I look at my phone randomly when I'm on a phone call with someone. This also happened when I was telling my dad a story earlier this morning. I looked at my phone, and we'd been on the phone for 33 minutes and 33 seconds. I'm starting to get a little bit freaked out. Now back to what my title is about. Five times within the last few months, I have woken up at 3.33 a.m. to the same noise in my house. Someone yelling. I'm always waking up mid-reply as if I'm trying to yell something back, but can never remember what I'm saying in those moments following. For context, I live with three other people, my mom, sister, and stepdad. I'm the first one to get up at 5 a.m. while they all get up around 6 to 7 so it would make no sense for any of them to be them, for any of it to be them. They are already all asleep. Like I said, this is my fifth occurrence in the last few months. I think they started in November. And the first time I thought it was just a coincidence, but I'm starting to believe that it isn't anymore. As soon as I woke up this morning to another occurrence, my cat was on my chest within seconds trying to nuzzle underneath my blanket, then laid complete still. I just sensed I was being watched, and I think he did too. For a little bit more context on the house itself, my room is on the second floor in a corner. I am next to the upstairs bathroom, which the door is normally open, allowing the mirror to create a portal or vortex within the mirror in my mom's room right across the hall. I'm aware of this and try to close the bathroom door when I can, especially at night. But when I wake up, it's always open. Any advice? My grandpa's a medium and I'm talking to him tonight, but I'm just all around terrified. Update. I talked to my grandpa last night via phone call. He lives states away. The first thing he asked me was, are you wearing your crystal ball or crystal I gave to you? 
which, to his surprise, my answer was no. Honestly, I was never a big believer in crystals to begin with, but my mind might be changing on those opinions slightly. He said that he would tune in and see what he could find out, and ask those he communicates with spiritually. He personally found nothing to be too concerned about. He is, though, in communication with my great-grandpa, who's passed away way before I was born. And he said that he would check on me last night. Again, I was a little skeptical, not gonna lie. That was until I started talking to my dad after that phone call. We were sitting in the living room, just him and I, while my sister and stepmom were in another room. From behind my dad, I swore I saw movement in the sunroom. Dad is also very in tune with these things that happen around him. He smiled and said, Someone is in the sunroom, isn't there? You see them? It wasn't so much see, just more feel. So my dad and I both got up and went to the sunroom. And upon approaching the doorway, a cold chill blew past us. And both my dad's arm hair and mine stood straight up. I wish I was lying, but I hated that feeling. My dad walked in and asked me to describe what I was feeling. I personally sensed a male that I've never met. He was tall, tall enough to possibly hit his head on the door in the sunroom. My dad laughed and said it was probably great grandpa D. Just like my grandpa said he'd come check on me and he was 6'2". I didn't feel unwelcome in the space, but I didn't step a foot inside of it because whatever, whoever was in there was unfamiliar to me yet warm in a way that I can't describe. So I just turned my back to the room and walked away, but I continued to feel eyes on me. This whole encounter had me very freaked out, and I feel like I've opened up a part of my brain that I'm not quite sure I wanted open, but I feel like it's too late. Alrighty, excellent narration by Booze and Booze. Again, that is youtube.com slash at Booze and Booze. Go check out his channel. Um, I also want to, I don't know if I said this earlier, thank you to Samantha Gurgula for the $1 super chat. Uh, I think I might have missed that. I do apologize for that. Thank you so much for that. Um, but yeah, Interscare Wifey, do you have any more questions for us? Um, I don't see any yet. Alrighty, and then in that case, without further ado, we've got Phoenix Fire with a creepy pasta. Are you ready, Mr. Phoenix Fire? Uh, I am. This one's a bit of a long one, guys, but we, I will try like to get through ones. it as quickly as possible. Take your time. This one is entitled, Rolls for the Darkness Around the Desk. Hello, fellow artist. As you may see, you are completely surrounded by darkness. The only items you have is from the desk in front of you, complete with a pencil and many pieces of paper. Welcome to the darkness around the desk, a place where artists such as yourself go to achieve their true creativity. All you need to do for the next 72 hours is draw, draw whatever comes to your young mind. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, here's the catch. You're not alone here. You have many other artists for company. They've been here for years, and they're not too friendly to meet new people. After stewing in their own insanity for so many years, they've become quite aggressive, you know. 
Well, fear not, young artist. We have rules for evading them. Each artist doesn't come alone either. You also have to deal with their creations. An artist's creation is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than the artists themselves. We'll provide rules for how to evade them. So these rules may be a little long, but you have plenty of time to read them. Number one, do not fall asleep. Number two, this is the most important rule. Do not leave the desk. You have a circle of light around your desk that spans four feet and no more than that. Stay inside that circle no matter what. Leaving this light will result in you being easy prey for the madmen within this place. Number three, the first one and the easiest one to deal with. You'll meet the young artist. She's a young girl wearing a purple hoodie. She has black puffy hair and baggy eyes, very easy to recognize. The young artist has creations that she will use as minions to try to get rid of you. His name is the Audius, and he is very aggressive when he appears. He will sit in front of your desk. You may converse with him, but sound as blank and emotionless as possible. Failure to keep this rule will result in you being dragged into an endless labyrinth you do not belong in. And oh yeah, possible death. The final creation the young artist will send after you is a large, pink-eyed, robot-like alien. It sounds stupid, but the alien is far from that. He enjoys kidnapping people and torturing them until they die. He wasn't supposed to be like that, but I guess he got corrupted. Here's how you avoid him. You do not look at his big, pink eyes. Blend in with the darkness. Hide under the desk. Just look away. Anything to make sure he doesn't see you. Number four. The next artist you will meet is the blind painter. He is a large, slightly chubby individual that has ginger hair and no eyes. Just bloody sockets. Obviously, he can't see due to him stabbing his eyes out years ago. But he can hear really well. Even a slight twitch will alert him to your presence. So in order to deal with him, do not move. If you... <clears throat> Excuse me. If you don't see him at first, you will hear him. If you listen closely, you will hear slight wailing. That's your cue to freeze. His tiny, colorful paint creations are called the Twitchies. Their objective is to make you move when he is around. For example, tickling a certain spot on your body, scare you and make you squill, etc. The only way to avoid them is by hitting or kicking them away from you. They'll retreat after a short time after that. He has another water color creation named Vox. She mimics the blind painter's wells in an attempt to make you freeze. She attacks when her prey is still, so scare her off. If you hear wells and are unsure of who it is, that lantern on your desk is pretty handy. So don't put the light off of yourself for too long, though. Other than that... That's all there is to the blind painter. Number five, the third artist, is one of the most aggressive artists you'll encounter. Call him the ventriloquist. He may be mad, but he is very intelligent and strategic. 
on how he hunts his victims. He uses puppets to imitate movements and voices in different directions to fool you. The problem here is that the ventriloquist stands way too far away from you for your lantern to do any good. And even if he does get closer, he hides behind other objects or his puppets. So light doesn't scare him. Instead, you have to do a little acting to please him. When the ventriloquist gets very close to your desk, he will start to act out a scene using his very human-like puppets. Boiler, those are real people. You have to play along. If he feels satisfied with your performance, he'll leave you alone. If he feels you did terribly, well, then, you'll become one of his puppets. You won't die. You'll still see and feel everything. So, there's that. Number six. The next artist you'll meet is the author. She's the second smartest author here, which is why she doesn't directly approach you. And the second most aware as well. And because of this, she's like a leader to the other crazies. She doesn't do anything to really attack you, but she can summon more than two other artists at, at once. This doesn't sound too bad. If you know what you're doing, but this can easily overwhelm you if you're not careful. The two artists the author summons could team up on you and injure you badly. When you are injured to the point of death, then the author will come and deliver the last blow, killing you. It's best if she keeps her distance, however. If she ever does approach you, that means you've messed up bad. Number seven, next you'll meet the most harmless artist out of them, the oldest artist. He's mad, but a harmless kind of mad. He doesn't hurt you. He just talks to you. All you can do is just follow along with his ramblings. He may say something helpful, so pay attention. Number eight, lastly, you will meet the cartoonist. The cartoonist uses his animated tunes on paper to show his presence, and even better, he uses his animated tunes on your paper just to make sure you can see it. When he animates, determines where he's coming from and what you should do. If he animates a man, sorry, verbiage there. If he animates a man running, he's in front of you. Use your lantern. If he animates a man walking, he's at your right. Ignore him. If he animates an idle man, he's ready to attack. Flip the paper over and halt his attack. Be quick about it. You have a small window of time to act. Number nine, the Father Core is a rogue creation that wishes to do nothing more than convince you to join his cause. He whispers and speaks trying to physiologically break you. All you need to do is ignore him. He possesses the artist and uses them to spend his, or spread his influence. You'll know they're possessed from the black eyes and white pupils. Once again, try your best to ignore them. Don't even respond to what he says to you. He's very persuasive and will try anything to get you to open your ears and listen. But... With willpower comes success, so try your hardest and ignore him. So, 
Those are the main threats you have to worry about. But what about extra threats? Yep, you heard me. You heard me right. There are rare chances that you'll encounter new threats, each having their own rules and regulations you must follow in order to deal with them. Most of them are creations, with a few artists in the fray. Blinky. Blinky infects your paper and uses his hands to reach and try and grab you. When you see a simplistic smiling face on your paper, don't touch your paper. In fact, keep your hands off your desk until the paper is blank or displays your artwork. The Five Brothers. These are five plague doctors who hide in the darkness and try to catch you off guard. To avoid them, you need to use your ears. Listen out for one of the brothers and shine your lantern on the exact spot. If you shine your light in the wrong spot, it's game over. Mr. Loxton, if you see a corpse in front of you, turn your back and count to ten. He should be gone once you turn your back around. Do not stare at the corpse. You will break space and be stuck in this dark dimension far longer than you want to. The tailor. The tailor is a man of fashion. He's here for your skin. Don't want to be skinned alive? Here's what to do. When he appears in front of your desk, he'll ask for the whereabouts of his mannequin, Patrice. Look for the mannequin arm that he's hidden somewhere around your desk. If it's in the lit spot around your desk, search for it. If it's outside the lit circle, Tell the tailor you have no idea where it is. Do not lie to him. He'll check behind you to make sure you're telling the truth. Then he leaves. If you do lie, or you don't even attempt to search for the mannequin arm, he will kill you. The doll maker. The doll maker doesn't harm you. In fact, she's pretty, or she's probably a joke to those who pull all-nighters. She just places a doll on your desk for a short period of time. There is no way to remove this doll. It disappears on its own. While the doll is on your desk, you feel tired and drowsy. Just resist the urge to fall asleep, and the doll maker is a cakewalk. The Happy Lifers The Happy Lifers are a bunch of cultists obsessed with happiness. Just smile in front of them and don't talk, that's all. Silence of these cultists is always the best option. Cats. You see a small kitten growing out of your wrists? Use the lighter and burn them alive before they spread throughout your body and tear you apart. Ivan. If you see Ivan in front of your desk, stare him down until he leaves. Dave and Harvey. You hear shuffling and the sound of children giggling, shining your light in its direction will ward off the duo. Holding the light on them for ten seconds will keep them away from you. If you ignore them for too long, they will move closer to you, and their vulnerability to the light will lighten, making the light last longer on them. The caretaker. If he appears in your desk, keep him there. You'll need him in case you get injured. That's all for the extra threats. If these 72 hours mixed with extra threats weren't enough for your thrill-seeking ways, there's an extra challenge that'll hopefully keep you entertained, I guess. Extra Challenges 
Memories Challenge. You'll begin in a room with nothing more than a TV, a couch, a camera, a flashlight, and a game console. So, a living room. You will have to deal with three threats here. Morgoth. When he appears on the TV screen, go upstairs and check the bedroom. You will know if Morgoth is there if you hear whispers. Shine the light on his face and check his eye colors. If his eyes are white, close the door and keep it open until you hear footsteps. If they're black, keep the light shined on him until he vanishes. As more time passes, he will get more aggressive, becoming more dangerous, so stay alert. Raiden. Raiden will appear in the living room. He will start coming through the TV to look for you. His first warning being his large hand in the corner of the screen. Turn the lights off before his face appears on the screen. Keep the lights off until the TV turns to static. The Red-Haired Stranger. The red-haired stranger can appear in any room of the home as he so chooses. So you have to do some searching before getting rid of him. You need to use the camera provided to flash him. Or he'll take a useful item of yours and break it. That's the only challenge so far. There will be more soon. Anyway, that's all for the rules of the darkness around the desk. Good luck, and I hope to see you alive soon. Alrighty. That story heavily reminded me of Five Nights at Freddy's. That's, <laughs> that's what that one reminded me of, was Five Nights at Freddy's and the rules on how to beat the game. Um, but great narration, Phoenix. Thank you for yeah, that. Uh, Samantha says it reminds her of Emily wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody in the comments, I don't know who it was, but they said that you sound like the guy at the end of Stand By Me. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. So um, before we go any further, I do want to switch over to the screen share screen real quick. I do want to plug my merch store. I know I never plug it. Most people probably doesn't know it exists. Most people probably don't know that it exists. But if you go to innerscare.com and you just click on merch up here, uh, I've got some merch, got some shirts for both men and women, phone cases, hats, backpacks, got some flip-flops, neck gaiters, uh, skater dress. I got a pillow, the pillow. I don't know why it shows the back on the main picture. It's speckled on the back, but it's got my face on the front. Look at that backpack swag. I like that backpack. I want to get me a backpack. I don't have one, but I want to get one. Uh, I've also got women's sportswear, so I really like those leggings. Wifey wants a pair of those leggings. I got to get her a pair. Um, but yeah, got some merch. If y'all go to innerscare.com slash S slash shop, or you just go to innerscare.com and you'll click on the little merch button there, make sure that you grab some merch. I would heavily appreciate it. But now back to the stories um, not seeing any questions from chat still um, so Interscare Wifey did you have another story that you wanted to read hmm let me look alrighty while you're looking um, I'm going to ask everyone here what are your goals for this year for your channels um I <clears throat> I'm trying, I, I honestly just want to grow um, 
if that's a thousand more followers, if that's 500 more followers, I just want to grow, you know, as an audience, as well as just, I want every episode to be better than the last one. And that's the kind of the goal I'm going for is whether that be editing visuals, whatever that case may be, at least that's for me personally, for me to grow. And, uh, I left my job and I'm doing this full time. So I'm all in, <laughs> I'm all in. So fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, made the right decision. And that's that's definitely a big step to take. I remember whenever I took that step, it was scary. But yeah, it's very scary. But it can be very rewarding as well. And um, for sure, I wish you all the luck on your channel. You. And I hope that you, I hope that you grow like um, like YouTube Jay says. I agree. I hope it's. I hope you get more than five hundred to a thousand. I think you get. I hope you get twenty, thirty thousand this year. Because awesome. you definitely deserve it. You 100% deserve it. And you're an excellent narrator. Um, I, I hope that you shoot to the moon. Phoenix, what about yourself? Phoenix, you still with us? I am. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> no problem. I said, what are your goals um, for your channel this year? Um... My main horror channel, of course, is to uh, continue on with that. Uh, for the chat that doesn't know, I know this uh, crowd here is for sleep, but I do horror channels over on Phoenix Fire Narrations, and those are more uh, hardcore. Um, I do my own SFX work. For those that don't know what that is, that's sound effects. And uh, they're a bit more abrasive, So, but my goal for Back to Ashes, seeing that after a whole month, I'm <laughs> about to be monetized, and I owe that uh, to Interscare and Interscare Wifey. They were my biggest inspirations. I plan on continuing to lull people to sleep, um, as I like to call it, vocal melatonin. So <laughs> mm -hmm. as long as I continue to read and the uh, audience likes it, I will continue on with that. I hope to see that channel completely take off it's it's amazing i never thought that i could read people to sleep but i guess the uh the deep voice does it for people it, it absolutely does inner scare wifey what are your goals well um i'm really really getting into writing right now it isn't just like the little you know baby stories i'm writing right now like mm -hmm. i'm really trying to do something and i want to learn more i love narrating I could do the short stories, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. I would like to learn to step out of my comfort zone and read some really good pieces this year, um, collab with some really good people, and, you know, prioritize my kids, of course, over any of that. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of a little different for me. Absolutely. Did you find a story? If, if I may step in and say, uh, just recently over on Phoenix Fire Narrations, I released a story. Um, Inner Scare Wifey, do you remember the name of it? I'm so sorry. Sam I Am. Sam's Riddles is what you... Sam's Riddles. Yes, Sam's Riddles. I just did that story. Inner Scare Wifey wrote it, and it is one of the best stories I've ever heard. She er, heard, and she penned it, and I narrated if you guys get a chance, please check it out. It's amazing. Thank you. You're Absolutely. welcome. You do, you're a great writer. It motivates me to just get better and better and better. 
Absolutely. You're just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, she's a writer, narrator, a super mom. She she's just amazing. I picked a good one. She, she doesn't sleep. It's okay. She, I don't. she doesn't. <laughs> no. And when she does, it's the Phoenix Fire, um, to back to ashes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Alrighty. Did you find a story, wifey? Uh, has this one been done? Just look at it real quick. Nobody did that. Uh, no, nobody read that one yet. Okay, today. I'll do that one. Alrighty, inner scare wifey, everybody. Okay, let's give it a go. Mind trip to help or not. So I had convinced this chick I knew to go on a random camping trip outside of Castle Rock, Colorado. Like many places in Colorado, you can usually just kind of drive up off into the mountains and eventually find a spot of a 4x4 trail that's not what I would... I'm reading this bit. It's very small. Hello? It's very small and difficult to read. You're not able to read it? No. I apologize. No problem. Alrighty, everybody. Inner Scare Wifey's computer died on her, and so she had to switch to her phone, and she has the tiny version of the phone, so she's not able to... I'm holding the mic and then trying to read it in front of there. I can't see. The... No problem. Inner I don't want to not do this story justice. Absolutely. No problem. If somebody else would like that Backwoods story, it's very well written. Alrighty. Um, I did see a request for a mysterious place story, but I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. Um, I did ask in chat, Jojo Beans, what did you mean by um, that? But while I'm waiting on a response to see what she meant by mysterious places, I will... Post-apocalyptic stalkers, backroom stories... Alrighty, we're getting a lot of requests, so unfortunately we might not be able to get to all of them, but um, guys, uh, Phoenix and Booze, if you just look at chat, we're getting tons of requests for different stories, so take your pick okay. at whatever you want to read. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up a Black Eyed Children's story because I because they're easy to pull up here with Inner Scare Wifey's server that she made. Yes. Got plenty of paranormal to read. I'm not seeing a bunch of requests for those. Yeah. Okay, everybody. So what I can do is Inner Scare Wifey has been recording stories, actually. So what I will do is I will play the last story that Inner Scare Wifey recorded on my computer here. So this is for her next video. So if you guys enjoy Inner Scare Wifey's videos, make sure that you go check out her channel. If you do enjoy her videos, this is a sneak peek to what is to come next. So without further ado, Inner Scare Wifey. My friend's mother tried to kidnap me. I don't even know where to start because it never occurred to me that something like this was possible, but here I am. Ever since I was three years old, I knew one girl, I'm going to call her Emma, because we were in the same group in kindergarten. Later, we attended the same school. We were never really close until I turned nine or ten because we got into the same group of friends and soon we became best friends, not surprising for that age. We'd hang out a lot, literally spent all free time with each other. I knew that Emma had problems at home. Her mother was an alcoholic and an addict even though she denied it all the time. 
Most of the time we'd spend on the streets, however. Rarely we'd stay at my place when it was raining or during storms and blizzards. But we never entered her apartment when someone was at home. And even though they stayed for longer than 10 minutes, my mother suspected she was stealing stuff. A pair of golden earrings went missing and we never found them again and just asked me to be more careful around her. Eventually, I noticed what my mother meant. Emma would come up with crazy excuses to stay in my apartment, like saying that if we go under the rain, she would catch a cold during her period, and in the future, she wouldn't be able to give birth due to that. I wasn't a dumb kid, but decided not to point it out. One summer afternoon, I decided to bring up the topic of Emma's family again. She took me to her home, and no one was there. Everything went normal, so we started hanging out there more often. I noticed a lot of empty alcohol bottles and syringes around, but it wasn't my place to pry. A few days after that, when we entered, I noticed two extra pairs of shoes that weren't there before, and when we left the doorframe, I saw a woman and a man sitting in the kitchen smoking. I knew that Emma didn't have a father. He died when she was two or so, so I assumed that was her mother's friend. Is that blank? You've changed a lot. Such a pretty face. I was so weirded out as she and that man stared at me intently, eyeing up my body and face. I was tense, so only later I understood how creepy that was. I'm pretty sure that I've never met her mother before, so probably she saw me in a kindergarten album. After that encounter, Emma started acting really strange, asking about my parents' full names, where exactly they work, whether I have extended family, persuading me to go to abandoned places... She literally dragged me to her place several more times where I met her mother and that man again. Weird comments, especially about my body and face, happened every time. I told my mother about Emma's behavior. I didn't tell about the weird stuff with her mother, and she banned me from hanging out with Emma completely. Important note, after me and Emma stopped talking, she transferred to another school by the demand of her mother. It was a regular morning, a month or two after. I was heading out of school when suddenly an old beaten-up car pulled up near me and a woman came out of it. I couldn't see her face clearly due to the scarf around her face and assumed she was just a passenger getting out of a car. I continued my way towards the school. However, I haven't even made more than a step when she firmly grabbed my arm. She started saying something about my mother being in the hospital and that I had to go with her. Her voice seemed familiar and the rest of the face too. She also said full names of my parents and that she's related to me from my uncle's side. She said his name too. I freaked out and started denying her demand to get in the car. So she grabbed my shoulder, placed her palm on my mouth, and dragged me to the car. That's when I saw that the driver was the man from Emma's place. I bit the woman's hand as hard as I could, thrashed until she let go and ran back home. My mother came home furious after she was alerted that I never got to school but she quickly calmed down when she saw my state. My clothes were torn on my sleeve, my arm heavily bruised, and I was sobbing. I was never an emotional kid, rarely showed even mild emotions. I explained everything that happened, and she showed me all photos of relatives and asked if I recognized that woman, and I didn't. My mother hasn't said a word to me about that after, and we pretended it never happened. Today I stumbled across Emma's Facebook and there was a photo of her mother with that fucking scarf. I denied the possibility that it was her throughout my whole childhood, but here it was, proof that makes it impossible to lie to myself anymore. 
I need to let it out because my mother never got me any help after this and I just bottled it up. Why did Emma's mother do that? Did Emma know about it? I guess I'll never know. FYI, our town has a huge drug net and our area has a lot of cases of human trafficking. To Emma's mother, let's not meet. Alrighty, everybody. That was a sneak peek of Inner Scare Wifey's next video. <laughs> Alrighty. So, what we're going to do is we're going to have everyone read another story. Um, I'm going to read a couple black-eyed children's stories because they're very short. Then we'll have Booze and Booze read a Glitch in the Matrix story. Then we'll have Phoenix Fire read a Paranormal slash Skinwalker story. And then we'll see if Inner Scare Wifey wants to do another one as well. But without further ado, let's get into these stories. This isn't a long story, but it's really creepy. This happened when I was really little but I remember it like it was yesterday because of how scary it was. One night, I was so sleepy I fell asleep on the floor of my grandparents' room. When I woke up, I was surrounded by black-eyed children. I couldn't yell or move, my head to the side to see if my grandparents were still in bed. I know for sure it wasn't just some crazy nightmare because I remember being able to move again after they had left and running to my grandparents' bed yelling, there's kids here, but they just told me to go back to sleep. This wasn't the only thing I've experienced while living at that house, but from what I know, nothing ever happened in that house before we moved in to make me experience so many crazy things. I'm telling y'all my experiences, and it helps me to cope with some of my trauma that I still live with today, so please let me know if you're interested in hearing more. It gets scarier. Story 2. Dream About Black-Eyed Children Okay, some backstory. My mother-in-law is temporarily living with us. It isn't a great situation, and for the last three days she was in the hospital and just got back yesterday. So last night I had not one but three dreams slash nightmares about black-eyed children. The first dream started out fairly normal. I have a vivid dream life, and this one seemed fine. I was in a house with a walkout finished basement. I had found everything but the shower, and I thought the shower might be outside. So I opened the screen door, which was not locked, and poked my head outside to see if there was an outside shower. There was a pond in the backyard, and a small boy, maybe six years old, was back there. I recognized him as a black-eyed child, and quickly tried to close and lock the door. But he came striding towards me and changed into an older child and said that he was glad that I recognized him for what he was. I tried to call in my angels and spiritual protectors in my dream, but couldn't, and I woke up terrified. When I finally went back to sleep, I was at my mother-in-law's old house. she just sold, and there was a black-eyed child in her yard. We left the house in my husband's truck, and I woke up again. I went back to sleep for a third time, and was walking with a boy in her neighborhood that I knew and he said that child keeps returning. We were talking about him, and all of a sudden that little boy said that the black-eyed child was back. 
This time I was able to call on my angels, and in my dream I told everyone not to let the child in the house. Do you think it's possible that she brought something home from the hospital? And finally, the third black-eyed child story. So I totally forgot about this happening until my mom brought it up at dinner tonight, and now it's 9.30 at night and I'm scared all over again. This was back in high school, either my freshman or sophomore year. I missed the bus and I didn't have a car at the time, so my mom had to drive me to school. The road, my tiny neighborhood, more like a glorified cul-de-sac or however you spell it, was off of was a long rural stretch that only had one equally tiny other neighborhood and a few houses here and there. It was 6 a.m. or something and still dark outside, and it was colder than a witch's tit. As we're pulling out of our neighborhood, my mom and I both saw these three children in blue and white private school uniforms standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder at the entrance of the neighborhood on the walk. It was either two girls and one boy or two boys and one girl. I don't remember the ratio, but the girl slash girls wore a blue and white skirt slash dress outfit, and the boys wore a blue short sleeve shirt with khaki shorts. This was weird for a few reasons. One, it was 40 degrees outside. They looked like they were dressed for the summer and they didn't even wear coats or anything. Two, there were two girls in the area, but not a private school till the next town over and blue and white weren't the school's uniforms for colors. Three, what young kids just stand there in a single-file line not doing anything, but standing? No joshing around, no nothing. Yeah, right. Lastly, this wasn't where the bus stop was. It was a few blocks down, just a sprinkle of extra creepy on top for craps and giggles. There wasn't any streetlights. They were just standing in the dark, not doing jack except being creepy as hell, I guess. They were on the corner on the right, closest to the passenger side where I was obviously sitting, and of course we were turning right. As we got closer, I thought at first that they didn't have faces, but it was just too shadowy and dark out, and the headlights only shone under their shoulders, which is how I can remember their outfits so vividly. Then we got closer and I was relieved to see that they had faces, but then got completely freaked all over again when I saw that their eyes were all black, like supernatural Sam and Dean fighting demons all black. My mom saw it before I did, and she put the pedal to the metal and hightailed it out of there. I remember trying to look back and see them, but I couldn't since it was too dark. My mom didn't go back home till the sun rose, and it was bright enough to not be scared. Of course, nobody believed me at school, and my siblings thought that we were full of it. But we know what we saw. We never saw them after that, though. I thought they were ghosts. But a few months after that, I heard about black-eyed children on YouTube or something and made the connection. We moved shortly after that due to unrelated reasons. This was three to four years ago, and I had blissfully forgotten about it until my mom said, Hey, remember when? And now I want to die. I hope my irrational anxieties and fear around the children are small enough for me to punt across the soccer field. It is amusing, at least. Alrighty, everyone, and now on to 
Glitch in the Matrix by Booze and Booze. All right. So this one is titled Dead Sister's Necklace Ends Up in the Strangest Place. Recently, I found the sub and decided to share a really weird incident that happened to me a few years ago. Here's some background. My sister had been living with my grandmother for a year before her death. She hadn't lived with me and my parents for about 17 years prior to that as well. She was 19 years older than me. Big age gap, I know. I was 18 at the time of this incident, and my sister was 37 years old when she passed away. In April of 2016, my sister got us matching sister necklaces for my birthday. The kind of matching necklaces that joined up together to make like a heart or yin-yang symbol. Hers said big sis and mine said little sis. She was already wearing her half of the necklace when she gave me mine. Cut to July of 2016. My sister passes suddenly from an accidental drug overdose. She had been struggling with narcotic addiction Sorry, she had been struggling with narcotic addiction for a very long time, and it was very devastating. A few weeks after she died, my sister, me and my mom went to collect some of her things, and we wanted from my grandmother's house. I was already set in my mind that I wanted to find half of our matching necklaces so I could have, so I then could have both. My mom and I looked through her stuff and literally could not find it anywhere. We turned her room upside down because I was so upset about it. We had already got her stuff back from the coroner, and she had only been wearing a watch when she passed away. No necklace. My grandmother said she would look for it, but she never found it either. Cut to December that same year. It's our first Christmas without her. I'm putting up Christmas decorations, but crying on and off because everything just sucked. I take out the Christmas stockings and find hers, and I decide to put it away because I just missed her. But I feel something hard in the toe of the stocking. I think it's probably just a stocking stuffer from the year before, and I go to pull it out. But there it is, the missing half of the necklace. I literally stood there like the wind had been knocked out of me. I thought maybe it's just a similar looking necklace. But then I almost pissed myself when I realized it said, Big Sis. There's literally no way her necklace should have or could have ended up in there. My sister wasn't allowed to be at my parents' house unsupervised because she was known to steal pills. And she wasn't allowed to have a key either. I'm pretty sure she didn't even visit the house for four months when we owned the necklaces before she died. Not to mention... The stockings would have been taped up in a box in the garage all year with the other boxes and decorations stacked on top of it. My parents and grandma were understand My parents and grandmother were under understandably also freaked out. My mom and grandma actually cried when I told them. I still cannot explain how or why it got there. I was thrilled to have it, but also creeped out a bit. Anyone experience something similar? Alrighty, excellent narration by Booze and Booze there. I did just drop his link in chat. Guys, please, if you can, make sure you click on that link and go give him a subscription. He is a great narration channel. I literally listen to his content every day. 
I'm going through his entire backlog right now. Um, he has stories with Let's Read on there. He has stories with um, Being Scared on there. He's got his own stories. He's got a ton of collabs on there. Such an amazing channel. Please go check out Booze and Booze. That is www.youtube.com slash at Booze and Booze. The link is right there in chat. Click on it. Give him a subscription. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, being on with me today, Booze. Yeah, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. All righty. And now, without further ado, our brother, Phoenix Fire. Before I get started, I would like to say thank you to everyone in chat. It's always a treat to speak with you all and the positivity that comes from it. And secondly, thank you, Inner Scare and Inner Scare Wifey, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on, man. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, everyone. I will be ending my read with a paranormal story. The story is entitled, Ever Since I Was a Child, Something Has Been Following Me. When I was six, we moved into an old house, and I used to hear all kinds of noises at night, like banging on the walls or footsteps coming up the stairs. But as I got older, the footsteps got closer, until one day while I was in bed, I heard the door open and close. Then someone walked over to my bed and sat down right on top of my legs. I thought it might have been my dad or mom, but I wasn't going to find out. I carefully tried to pull them out without them knowing, but I couldn't. They were too heavy. So I just lay there, terrified, until I eventually fell asleep. I asked my parents the next day who was sitting on my bed, but everyone denied it. The next night, it happened again, and the night after, and so on. I was always too scared to look, until one night, my dad was supposed to bring me home a gift, but went out for a drink on the way home and was late, so I had to go to bed. But I couldn't sleep. Every noise I heard, I thought it was him. Then, I heard footsteps up the stairs. Then the door opens, and he walks over and sits down on my legs. This time I was sure it was my dad, so I threw the blanket off and jumped up, but there was no one there. And when I looked down at my legs, there was a butt-sized shape on my leg. Without thinking, I tried to pull them out. Suddenly, the butt-sized dent started moving, as if some unseen person was trying to get more comfortable. As I got older, the closer he got to me, until one night, he laid down beside me and put his hand around me. I was freaked out, but too scared to move. So I just lay there too scared to even breathe. I would have believed it was a real person if I had not locked the door with a key like I did every other night. My parents never believed me, not even after I woke up with deep cuts on my back but they did take me to a doctor, which did not go well for them because they accused them of hurting me even though I swore that it wasn't them and that I just woke up like that. I still have the scars today, but now I lie and say that I just fell, which people still don't believe because they look like whip marks. 
What happened next is a very long story. But now, I am 40, and I have kids of my own. My youngest is 12, and something is following her ever since she was a baby when we heard it talking to her on the baby monitor. The whole family seen it multiple times. It's the shape of a little girl, but I don't think it is. We often see it hiding in her room or running past the kitchen door. We tried moving three times, but it keeps following her. I'm afraid the same thing that happened to me will happen to her, and it will all be my fault. have myself muted there i apologize <laughs> <laughs> all righty thank you guys so much for joining me make sure that you go check out our amazing guests youtube.com slash at booze and booze and youtube.com slash at back to ashes underscore yt thank you guys so much for joining us make sure that you also go check out youtube.com slash at inner scare wifey um, all of these people that I've had on with me today are absolutely amazing narrators and I am privileged and honored to have you all with me. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy this every single time I get the privilege of coming on this live. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me too. I really appreciate it. It's, I don't, I don't get to do the live thing very often, so it's nice to do it and break, uh, break out that. Also, I mean, we're going to have podcasts with both of you. So if anybody wants to get to know them even better, I mean, tune in. Absolutely. Make sure that you go to anchor.fm slash interscare for that. That will take you to a place where you can click on any podcast platform of your choice, or you can just go on your podcast platform of choice and type in interscares spook school and it will show up. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for this live stream. I do appreciate each and every one of you for being here. <clears throat> Thank you all. You are absolutely amazing. And let me set this up so that it automatically sends you all to the 24-7 um, stream so that those of you who did and were able to fall asleep during this stream don't get um, scared awake by something crazy. So anyways, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to say hi to Lady Spookaria. Thank you for joining us right at the end here. Spookaria. <laughs> Wait. Hello, lady. Okay. <laughs> We're going to actually be on Lady Spookaria's live stream tomorrow, Inner Scare Wifey and I are, so make sure that you go subscribe to her so that you can uh, check that out. And we're going to... On the stream tomorrow, end the debate on whether it's Spookaria or Spookaria. <laughs> I say Spookaria. Inner Scare Wifey says Spookaria. So we'll end that debate tomorrow when we're on that stream. But anyways, <laughs> thank you guys so much. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure that you go do subscribe to Lady Spookaria so that you can check out that live stream with me and Inner Scare Wifey tomorrow. But anyways, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I'm Inner Scare Sleep. Here with Inner Scare Wifey, Booze and Booze, and Phoenix Fire. And we wish you all a good night. Bye-bye, everybody.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.